Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John Murray. And yes, I know we did a, we did an episode a couple hours ago, or two hours ago. And uh, but again, like I said before, and I'll say it again, we do our best to knock out as much as much as we can in what period of time that we can that we can. As I've said before, my last episode, you know, work keeps me busy as I work. I work a lot of night shifts, and by the time you get home, like I said before, you're just you're tired and you really don't want to do do too much. Uh, for those who are joining me for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please, please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, whoever you need to invite. Because as because as of right now, we're doing our very best to uh, get as many people in here as possible to listen to these to listen to these episodes and listen to listen to this podcast. And for those who with me from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so, and please, please continue to come, please continue on by, come back, and again, invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, whoever you need to invite, as we continue to go on and on and on, as we try to get more and more people to come in and listen to the podcast, I've had a, a few, I guess in my last episode, I said we've had a few new new people that have listened to it, not many, but a few, but again, I love talking football, and uh, as I said before, and I'll say it again, if you got any questions, uh, comments, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. Uh, certainly reach out to me on, 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 these, you know, on these media outlets. That's about all I do. I'm not into Instagram or any other uh, outlets. But please, please let me know if you got any questions. It can be your football questions about your team, a player. You got any fancy football you know, questions you want me to answer for you as best I can. I will, I will do it as I can as well. Um, I guess enough of that. We've talked for a couple of minutes, but let's let's ju- let's jump into some of the subjects. And let's the first thing let's talk about is an AFC West team that seems to be kind of struggling a little bit. And that is the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, if you watch preseason, it seems like if 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 there was a Super Bowl champion or a Super Bowl game. It looked like it had been maybe the Raiders versus the Ra- uh, Raiders versus the Ravens, right? Even though both are AFC teams, but that would have been the ideal championship game for a preseason, right? Because those who watched the Raiders looked like they were world beaters, you know, like nobody could, could touch them. Uh, you know, offensively, of course, you didn't see Derek Carr or Devontae Adams or Darren Waller you didn't, or Hunter Renfro. You didn't see these guys in preseason. But my gosh, you had like Jared Stone, he looked halfway decent. You had Zaire White, who was a talk of, uh, it looked like he could be the number one running back instead of Josh Jacobs. And of course, speaking of Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, new Raiders coach Josh Daniels got the, I guess, got the heat right from the get go when Josh Jacobs played the first preseason game and was on the field, you know, on the field for the first game, and people were, were scratching their head wondering what's going on here. Why would you jeopardize your number one running back? And put him into a, you know, put him into a preseason game like that. Shouldn't you get the same benefits as Carr, Adams, Renfro, Waller, so forth and so forth? Yeah. But again, it seemed to be a good move. You know, Jacobs looked very well in his first preseason game. All the guys like Zaire White had a chance. Uh, Abdul, who is their third down running back, um, uh, Bolden. A lot of guys got a lot of chances as far as the running game goes, and the running game looked. Pretty well in preseason, and the Raiders looked like they were world beaters. The offensive line looked pretty decent, 
It was questionable last year. It was a pretty decent in camp. Everything seemed to, seemed to flow very well for the Raiders. And everybody thought, maybe, the, maybe, maybe not the Chiefs, the Chargers, or the Broncos were the team to beat, were the team to beat in this division. Maybe it wasn't Raiders after all. Maybe they were the team to beat. But now, as we walked into, as we walked right into the uh, first three games, the Raiders are looking like the 0-16 Detroit Lions. Well, I wouldn't go quite, quite that far, as far as that goes. Yes, they referenced the uh, Detroit Lions was because you remember there was many years ago when the Detroit Lions were undefeated in preseason and they went on to go 0-16. Now, I don't believe the Raiders are going to do that. The Raiders have got way too much talent to actually do that. But, again, again, it's, I mean, it's good to have, and it's good to play well in preseason, but a lot of times don't project into the regular season. Now, we can sit there and ask, you know, what is wrong, you know, with the Raiders. The biggest issue with the Raiders from day one was the offensive line, the protection, certainly for for Derek Carr. To me, that's, that's still a concern. That's something that has not been addressed, and that's been something Derek Carr, I'm sure, is one of the top three or four most sat guys in the last several years in this league, and that's always been a problem with Derek Carr's protection. Now, they went out and they got Devontae Adams from the Packers, which, you know, which they got a legitimate number one receiver. Now, one guy that's disappeared is Hunter Renfro. Here's a guy who caught 100 balls last year, and that was minus, you know, that was minus uh, Adams. Uh, Darren Waller had some hamstring injuries in camp, but he is recovered. He's he's recovered, and he's he's there. It's not like you don't have the weapons. I mean, you had Devontae Adams. Devontae got off to a nice start. He's kind of slacked off the last couple of games. Hunter has not really. Hunter has not really. They kind of avoided him. Waller has been Waller's been doing okay himself. Now Josh Jacobs, he is still getting a lot of the load, a lot of the carries for the Raiders. But the problem is, and I've always said, I wonder where guys like Zaire White, where is he at? I mean, Zaire was the talk of the talk of camp and what's going on. How come that we're not seeing more of him? Now I know you know Bolden, he's got his you know, he's gotten he's got a lot of attempts and Bolden is a been with McDaniels in New England. He knows him very well, who trusts him very much so. Now, the biggest issue of all the Raiders, I've always questioned Raiders. They've got Chandler Jones, you got Crosby, Max Crosby, two very fine defensive players. But again, the secondary has always been the biggest. It's been the biggest problem with Raiders. Now, again, this is a situation we talk about. We talk about where the old regime, the Giants have to dig themselves out of the old regime. Well, the Raiders have got to do something similar with the Raiders and what John Gruden, with John Gruden and his staff left, you know, left behind. Uh, with poor drafts, I mean, they, they did some poor drafts. I mean, they did find Crosby, they did find like Hunter Renfro, you know, in the draft. But from the top half of the draft, they could not draft very well. They drafted was Alex Leatherwood from um, from Alabama in the first round, which a lot of people thought this guy could have been at least a second round pick at best, but they drafted him way too early. But again, with the Raiders regime, hopefully Josh McDaniels and his staff can get things back into place. But you got to give the Raiders some double their due. When the John Gruden situation came came down, they could have folded up and just said, hey, this is this is just not our year. 
they fought through, they got into the playoffs. Grant the loss in the they lost in the first round to the Bengals. But they had a, they had a shot to beat the Bengals. But again, it goes it goes to Derek Carr, who played very well last year, his career year, got a contract extension. And he should have. I know there's times Derek Carr gets ridiculed, there's times Derek Carr can look like Dan Marino maybe one minute, and the next minute he could look like the worst quarterback on the planet Earth. But Derek has but Derek has been a consistent for the Raiders, and trust me, they're a better football team when he's in a lineup. Certainly know about it. Now they went out and got Devontae Adams. Him and uh him and you know, Derek and Devontae were at Fresno State. I mean they got along very I mean they were best of buds, a great hookup, and now the hookup is back. Um to me, neither one of them says that it doesn't really take that much time to uh, get back together. First week, it certainly, certainly they seemed like they didn't miss a beat. The last two weeks, maybe a little bit off. I mean, Devontae did score this past this past week, which I'm sure helped fantasy football owners out there. Well, absolutely. But you, but again, we've said from day one that the that the AFC West is going to be the toughest division in football. You got the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos. It's a tough division. It is the best division in football. Some could some could make the argument the NFC West could maybe could be, um, but there's there is, but it's certainly the best division in football. And to be all these teams probably have a chance to make to make the playoffs. Heck, heck, I had three to four teams coming from the West making the wild card, making the wild card, which is kind of unheard of. But I feel that much. I feel confidence in the AFC West. But the one team I had out of the playoffs was the Raiders. It's not because of the offense. If you look ahead, Derek Carr should be the next year. You still got to improve the offensive line somehow, some way, some shape, some form. Devontae's going to be there. Ruffer's going to be there. Waller's going to be there. Yeah. Um, I know that they're, they're, they're desperately looking for a number three receiver. Now, Matt Collins, who has been in the league for a few years, former Tar Heel. He's been in the league for a few years, and he had a very good game in the place of Hunter Renfro. Maybe, maybe this is his time where he can step up and be that, maybe that number four receiver because we know you know, maybe he can be that number. Well, I shouldn't say number four, but yeah, he can be. Maybe he's a step up the number three receiver that they're looking for. But again, you don't know. But the biggest thing, to me, the biggest thing with the Raiders is going to be is I don't think it's going to be the offense so much. It's going to be the defense. That's going to be the biggest issue for the Raiders, and that's something they've got to address in some way, shape, or form. Now, yes, Devontae Adams did come out and say that he is disgusted with the team that is 0-3, and that's, and that's a competitive spirit of Devontae Adams. But I guess but in the back of Devontae Adams' mind, he has to wonder, well, if I was still in Green Bay, would I be 0-3? Well, Green Bay is 2-1, and and they just got through defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, you can make a case that, well, Tom Brady didn't have his top – maybe three weapons if you want to go that route. He didn't have Mike Evans, he didn't have Chris Godwin, and he didn't, didn't have Julio Jones. That's certainly a pretty fair assessment to make if he had those three. I wonder how much Green Bay could have beat him. Could have beat him. But you got one which well the thing is you have to wonder, what if Devontae had stayed in Green Bay? That'd be an interesting question to ask. Because to me you could have to, yeah, because then again you'd have Devontae you had Devontae back. But now the Packers are coming around. David Bakhtiari is finally back. Jenkins, he's back. So the offensive line is kind of getting 
getting it to form for Green Bay. And you have to wonder, Devontae says, well, what if I've taken less money and stayed in Green Bay? What if I've had a chance to probably win a Super Bowl? To answer that question is, I think Devontae might have had a better chance staying in Green Bay than he did with the Raiders. But I get Devontae's point of view, you know, to the point where you have to look towards the future because you don't know how long Aaron Rodgers is going to play football. Derek Carr is certainly younger than Aaron Rodgers. He can certainly probably put a few more years under his belt than maybe Aaron Rodgers. But again, when Aaron Rodgers got that big big contract, it was hard to sign other key players. Certainly Devontae Adams was that one of those key players that they just could not afford to bring back. And I got you know, and that's that's a thing that has to be yeah, that is certainly something that has to, you know, be thought of. And of course I know a lot of Green Bay Packer fans were highly upset. But Devontae Devontae will continue to still put up quality numbers. I don't think they're going to be the bigger numbers that they were when he was with Green Bay because you have a Hunter Renfro, you have a Darren Waller. I still like still I still like Josh Jacobs. Jacobs, of course, in the last year's contract. But with the Raiders, the 0-3 start, I'm sure it's something that they're looking forward to. I'm sure Josh from Danson's company, and we're looking to get off to a much 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 better start. Now. What I'll say is this is I don't think the Raiders are certainly like I said, they're not the Detroit Lions over the sixteen type of team. There's too much talent on that team. Uh, my biggest thing my thing is is this. Do you do anything different? Um, I think as far as offense, I like to see more I like to see more I like to see more of this running game. I like to see plays out of your way. Play him a little bit more. Get the running game a little bit more involved. I know you've got Devontae Adams, you got a Waller, uh, Hopefully, Renfro will be back from his concussion issues. Um, but again, the only thing I can see is one better protection for Derek Carr, a little bit more of a running game. Other than that, I can't. There's nothing else I can put on the offense. But the defense is is an issue where yeah, you got to put more pressure. Let's put more pressure. Let's get let's get more help in the secondary. Now, it's probably too late. I think at this point in time to. I know we're going to do we're going to the season, we're going to week four, but again, it's something that has to be worked on as a defense. That's going to be the Raiders' Achilles heel as a defense. That's why I did not put them in the playoffs, is because to me, the Achilles heel is that defense. But for Raider fans, yeah, it's it's a worse that you're off that 0-3 start. And, of course, I think, what is the, I know the, it's like a, like a 0 point. I'm sure it's like a, like a, a 2% chance or something, something like that to get off to a, 0-2 or 0-3 start, it's highly unlikely that you're going to make the playoffs. Now, never say never. We never know what happens in this world. Things can things can happen. But what I will say is this is, I would not, I mean, it's 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 going to be a topsy-turvy year for the Raiders or any team in the AFC West, to be quite honest. Take a look at the Denver Broncos. Everybody thought the Denver Broncos were going to be a top five offense, and they're having a hard time scoring points. I think they believe more on their defense than anything else, which Denver had a pretty decent defense in the first place. The Chiefs, the Chiefs, they lost the two, they got upset by the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts had a pretty good defense, but again, you have to wonder, some people are starting to wonder, are they missing a deep threat of one Tyreek Hill? Maybe so, but can't say it's two and one, and can't say it's still there. Now the Chargers, the Chargers, they've been hit with some injuries. They've hit injuries on both sides of the ball. Yeah, your 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 quarterback, he's got fractured ribs. Your best receiver, 
Keenan Allen had to miss last week's game. Yeah, uh, your uh, future Pro Bowl left tackle, uh, Rashawn Slater, he is now gone from here with torn bicep. Um, yeah, you lost. Bosa's out. Demanded pay, pay a lot of money. Yeah, Jake Jackson. I don't think that yet played. I think he did play briefly in one game in week two. But as yeah, but he's been dinged up with injuries. So I mean, the biggest thing is the Chargers have gone back to being hurt, dinged, and banged up. Now I'm interested to see again. Interested to see how all this stuff goes down for future for future reference. Now, now can the Raiders bounce back? It's possible they could bounce back. But again, I didn't have making the playoffs in the first place. To me, defense has got to be something. But the one thing is, is the Raiders right now. The Raiders I think can put more points on the board on the board than the Raiders right now. To me, the Raiders are not dinged up as much as the Chargers are right now. Well, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City has got a better defense this year than they've had the last few years. And to me, for what I've seen, Clyde Edwards Blair, he looks pretty decent. I think he's got he's got like three touchdowns already this season. Two in the course of passing or receiving, I should say, one running. So at least that has improved a smidge bit. I like to see the Chiefs run the ball a little bit more, take pressure off of Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes is, well, Patrick Mahomes, right? But again, the deep throw, the deep throw is maybe not there. Travis Kelsey, but still playing like Travis Kelsey. But I like to see other people, like Juju, Rodezel Scanlon, these guys need to step up their game. So nobody's really, nobody's really running away with the AFC West title. I know the Chiefs are 2-1 and one, and the Raiders are 0-3. But in this division, anything can will happen. The AFC West and has some crazy games, some exciting games. And I still look forward to some of those crazy and exciting games. The Chargers and Chiefs, they've already put on their max performance on Thursday night. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty more fireworks set off by the AFC West for this, for this year. Going with, hey, we're in the fourth week. The week is still young. But hopefully the Raiders can light the ship again. It's, it's hard to be 0-3, but to me, the Raiders are a, a good 0-3 team. And I look for Josh Dance and company to uh, turn it around. Again, I didn't think they would make the playoffs. I thought they would have a winning record or a 500 record at best. I thought they could actually pull that off. I would have been surprised if they could have finished the season maybe 9-8. and eight. I would have been kind of surprised if they done that and missed the playoffs. But for me, for the Raiders, long term, I gotta see they've got to, they've got to get an offensive line in some way, shape, or form. Let me see a little more, a little bit more running game, and improve that defense. That's something that's got to be worked on for the Raiders. But for be to be zero three, yeah, it is a complete shock. Now, if you want to talk about surprises, which seems to be the theme right now, surprises. Let's talk about the the team. Let's talk about the best team in the AFC South. And could that be? And could that be the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, let's talk about the Jaguars. <laughs> and old Dougie, Dougie, Dougie P, as he likes to call it, has, has been called Doug Peterson. Jacksonville, again, we talked about the Raiders and how they look good in preseason. Well, Jacksonville looked horrible in preseason. But all of a sudden, they seem they look like a, well, I'm not going to say look like a playoff team. I'm not going to go quite that far. But they're looking like a totally different ball club. Right now, now, I mean Jacksonville. My gosh, Jackson. Jacksonville's defense 
has actually been a shocker. I thought their defense was going to be horrible or low in, low in defense. Well, their defense really has played exceptionally well for the first three games of the season. They looked pretty well on defense. Uh, I know they're doing an outstanding job. You know, Trevor Lawrence, he got off to a little slow start, but he's kind of played better the last couple of weeks. His game has picked up a little bit. You know, Doug Pearson, you know, being a former quarterback in this league, if you all remember, Doug Pearson backed up the Hall of Famer, Brett Favre, at one point in time in his career. Yeah, so Doug knows a few things about quarterback play. And certainly when Doug got the job as the new, you know, new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, people thought it was a good move because here was a guy that could really change Trevor Lawrence's game up to the next level. Now, Trevor still struggles a little bit. The last couple of weeks, there have been some signs of improvement. A lot of people thought Trevor Lawrence could be like another Andrew Luck. People were comparing him to at least in that, in that regard. Now, again, the Jacksonville spent a lot of money. They spent a lot of money. They got Christian Kirk, which a lot of people thought was a huge mistake, a bad mismanagement of money. But Kirk, the last couple of weeks, he has picked up his, he has played very well. Again, it's kind of a land of misfit toys. You have Christian, Kirk, Marvin Jones has been a veteran, a veteran in his league. Zay Jones has been on a couple of football teams, hasn't really mounted much. And last week, he had a nice little performance last week and played extremely well. And it was one of the major reasons why they won. Um, the offensive line, it's gotten a little bit better, but it is, I'm not going to say it's great, but it's gotten a little bit better. The running game, James Robinson has made a nice recovery from his from his ACL injury, and um, and he's and he, he looks like the old he looks like the old James Robinson, which is great news. Travis Etienne is a dangerous weapon. He has not really gotten rolling because James Robinson has really gotten his number one spot back, at least from 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 this point of view. Now the tight end Evan Ingram has come in. He's done fairly well. And he's probably the best tight end that they've had on the Jacksonville Jaguars roster in probably a couple of, in a few years. But again, it's the land of misfit toys and maybe some draft picks here and there that have panned out. But now Doug Peterson and company has seemed to have seemed to come in and it right the ship. Now Doug has told Jacksonville Jaguar fans when he came in that hey, don't expect things you don't expect it right off the bat. He said we've got a lot, a lot to, you know catch up on we've got a lot to learn we've got a lot to you know catch up you know but there, there's a lot that needs to be addressed we need to improve on this and improve on that well i'll tell you what doug is making it kind of hard on jacksonville jaguar fans he's making them believable now granted we're only three games into the season but jacksonville is going to give i'll tell you what at the pace of going they're going to give a lot of teams a lot of fits i mean my gosh they blew out they blew out the chargers now, I know you can sit back and say, well, Justin was banged up. There was no Keenan Allen. You can make that assessment. You can make the assessment. Their center was out. But again, Justin, I mean, Justin the fractured rim was still slinging the ball around. He still had Mike Williams. He had Joshua Palmer. You still had Austin Eckler there. So you still had some offensive weapons to work with. But their defense did an outstanding job. Upholding the charges to only 10 points. That's saying something right there. And again, like I said, you got contr- everybody. It seemed like on offense contributed. Everybody, Christian Kirk looked good. Uh, Marvin Jones contributed. Zay Jones contributed. James Robinson had 17 carries, 100 yards. Travis Etienne 
did a pretty decent job complimenting James Robinson. All the weapons, all the weapons were running, and Trevor Lawrence looked very well. The Chargers have, have had had spent the all season trying to build up their defense, and there's talent on defense from from Cleo Mack to Josh, you know, to Bosa, uh, Murray. Murray's a good linebacker. I believe he got hurt that game. I believe you got depth. You got you got guys like J.C. Jackson who didn't play. Asante Samuel, a lot of upside. Derwin James, one of the top safeties in this league that actually got a contract this offseason. A lot of people thought the Chargers, including myself, had a, had a chance to win the, maybe to finally step their game up and win the division. But they have they've they've been hit with an injury bug and they they're yeah, and you have to wonder if the injury bug has finally come back about the Chargers in the butt. And what team in the last several years has not been hit by injuries more than more than the Chargers themselves? Well, maybe the Ravens can step up and raise their hand and say maybe we we have been that as well. But but for Jacksonville, they're surprising a lot of teams, and they're going to give if, if they keep playing the way they're playing. I'm not going to say that they're going to win the division or make the playoffs, but they're going to give the team a lot of fits. And you, let's look at the division, the Texans. The Texans now, there's no team that's played. Good defense, but their offense hasn't got back, hasn't got on track. Again, again, a lot of people are not really sold David Mills, either am I. I'm not sold David Mills. Now, Damian Pierce had 80 yards and a touchdown, and he has been a nice find for the Texans, and we'll see continuing going forward. Yeah, the offensive line, it's still got to be got some work to do. Now the receiving core, Brandon Cooks is always an underrated player. He doesn't get a lot of recognition, a lot of respect, but he's been a consistent pro. He's there. Nico Collins, who they got, who they got a couple of years back, a rookie from I believe Michigan State, a man that has upside. Again, there's a little bit of talent on the offense, but the defense has been the biggest factor for the Texans. And to be honest with you, Jacksonville has more offensive weapons than the Texans. I don't see the Texans. The Texans will have to go up, up, the, uh, up the ante on offense for them to have any chance. Lovey Smith has put his fingerprints on that defense. The defense hasn't played that badly. The offense has been a concern. Now you start looking at maybe the Tennessee Titans. Well, let's put it this way. The Tennessee Titans offense still rolls around one man, Derrick Henry. How much can you trust Ryan Tannehill? Now Tannehill played better against the Raiders this past week. Robert Woods, Robert Woods had had a good game last week, but again, Robert Woods is the only consistent weapon you have as your receiver. Now they've got Burks, hoping Burks can come around and hopefully replace AJ Brown, which that, that was his responsibility. But when he got drafted, that's what they expected him to do. And again, right now he has not. Yeah, now right as right now, three games in the season, it's still a long ways to go, but he's got a lot to live. He's got a lot to live up to. And to me, it still runs through Derrick Henry. Still, the offense will still run through Derrick Henry. And a lot of people are going to do the best, the best of their ability to stop one Derrick Henry. The Tennessee's defense has had, it has been a disappointment. It improved last year, but it's been a disappointment this year. So you have to wonder. You have to wonder. Jacksonville could have a chance to beat up on Tennessee. Now, what about the Raiders? I mean, I'll the Raiders. What about the Colts? The Colts that did pull off the upset over the Chiefs. Now the Colts defense was never really a concern in my book. 
gave to me a top 10 defense in this league. The biggest thing with me was was the receiving core. Now, I know Matt Ryan, a lot of people have lost faith in Matt Ryan, but what Matt Ryan has kind of struggled out the gate as well this year. But Matt Ryan was, to me, still an upgrade at quarterback. You got Jonathan Taylor. Now, the last couple of weeks, Jonathan Taylor has been kind of a disappointment for fantasy football owners. But if I'm fantasy football owners, don't push, yeah, don't push no panic button on Jonathan Taylor. He's going to explode again. He'll get that 160, 170, 180-yard game that, you, that, you, that you're looking for at some point in time. But again, it, the receiving core was the biggest concern for me. Other than Pittman, I had no confidence in it whatsoever. And I still don't have any confidence in it whatsoever. But to me, yeah, but to me, the Colts right now, to me, are still the team to beat in the AFC South. But maybe Jacksonville can make, can make a case where they can maybe finish second in this division. Now, I don't know. To me, I might still take Matt Ryan over Trevor Lawrence. Now, I would take Jonathan Taylor over pretty much James Robinson and Travis Etienne. Now, I would take Jacksonville's receiving core because at least they got depth, whereas the, the Colts don't. The offensive line, I still go to the Colts' offensive line over Jacksonville's all day long. Defensively, Jacksonville has improved. But again, the Colts are, I think, a little bit better. To me, the Colts are still, like I said, the Colts still are the team, I think, to beat in the division. But Jacksonville could make a pretty good case if they finish in second in this division. Again, I don't think they're going to beat the Colts. Then again, then again, they beat the Colts last year when it counted the most, when it counted the most, and now the Colts have a playoff, playoff possibility. And I'm sure the Colts have not forgotten that, nor will they, nor will they forget it. But to me, I think the Colts are better than Jacksonville. Jacksonville right now could be better than Tennessee. And that's crazy. I, I didn't think I would say that. When the season first started, I don't think I would said that. But for right now, maybe Jacksonville is the second-best team in the AFC South. That's either A, the talent, has, the talent has excelled quicker than we thought it was going to be, or that's the coach, or that's the coaching of, of Doug Peterson and his staff. Now, of course, let's, not, let's, let's, let's remember Doug Pearson actually does have a Super Bowl ring on his finger because he did take Philadelphia, he did take the Philadelphia Eagles and got him, and got him to a Super Bowl with the back of the quarterback and Nick Foles. So that's saying something about Doug Pearson's coaching ability. But for right now, Doug Pearson's doing an outstanding job of getting his team, of, of getting Jacksonville off and running. Who knows? If Jacksonville continues to play, play the place they're going, maybe Doug Pearson gets to become coach of the year. <laughs> For the job he's doing now after three after three weeks, I might say you know I might say who knows he can be coach of the year. And right now, it'd be hard for me to predict he'd be coach of the year right now. But Trevor, but again, Doug Pearson is making a, making a strong strong case case for that. But for for the Jacksonville Jaguars and their fans, maybe things are looking up look looking up for you. Again, maybe another draft or two. Maybe a free agent might sprinkle in there. Maybe Jacksonville can be the team to beat in the AFC South. They certainly got a young quarterback, decent running game to work with. Granted, I'm not the biggest fan of the receiving core, but it's, you've gotten by what you got. You need maybe another offensive lineman or two to protect one Trevor Lawrence. Get a little more help in that defense. Get, you know, add another pass rusher. Get some more help in the secondary. You do that. Who knows, maybe Jacksonville could go back to the glory days where you had Mark Grinnell, Ken Cardell, and Jimmy Smith, and maybe Fred Taylor in the backfield. You know, 
does uh, Jacksonville Jaguar fans, I'm sure they remember one of those days. Jacksonville was a team that actually went all the way to the AFC championship game at one point in time. Remember that. Well, whether Trevor Lawrence, whether I want to convert Trevor Lawrence to Mark Brunell, I don't know. I would still take Fred Taylor maybe over James Robinson, and I'll still take Jimmy Smith and Keenan Carter over Carter over what I yeah of what I of what I got as far as receivers. But def- defensively, Jacksonville had a pretty good defense back then as well. So again, for right now, Jacksonville has been a surprise, one of the surprise teams thus far. And can they continue their success? Again, like I said before, and I'll say it again, Jacksonville's not a team to take lightly to take too lightly. I think some teams have done that, and some, but I'm sure the first three points, maybe they have taken the team's light, taken the Jacksonville Jaguars lightly. But if I'm the rest of the league for the next 14 weeks, well, yeah, for the next several weeks, I don't think for the rest of the season, I can't take Jacksonville lightly anymore. They seem to be a team that's going to be a threat. I'm not going to say they are going to be a playoff contender. I don't think. I don't think they're quite there. But Doug, but Doug Peterson has at least taking some kind of step in the right direction. But we'll find out in due time if, if Jacksonville can be, it can be a threat, but I think they could scare a lot of people for the rest of the year. Now let's talk about the best team in the NFC. And for fans, no, 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 it's not. It's, it's not the Green Bay Packers. It's not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. No, no, it's not the Rams. And they have a team you want to come up with. But right now, the best team in the NFC happens to be, right now, it's got to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, going going into this, going into the season, a lot of people felt, a lot of experts felt that the Eagles were going to win the NFC, NFC East anyway. And still, and I was one of the ones that jumped on the bandwagon, and I agree with them. I traveling back and forth between between Philadelphia and Dallas, and I gave, there was a point in time I wanted to give Dallas the edge just because of quarterback play. But I stayed, I, I stuck in our Eagles, and I thought that Jalen Hurts could continue to improve, and Jalen has done such. He's improved his passing, he has improved the passing game. Now, whether you can make an argument where A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown, sure, has certainly helped in that direction. A.J. Brown, they brought him over to be the new number one, and he's played like a number one. Devontae Smith finally exploded this past week and had a monster game against Washington. A lot of people don't talk about Dallas Goddard an awful lot, but he's one of the better tight ends in this league. The running game walking one into the season was going to be, wasn't the number one ranked offense, but to be honest with you, nobody's really talked about the running game really for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's still there. But nobody's really talked about it. Everybody's talked about Jalen Hurts and his arm more so than talking about the running game this year. Now the Eagles, they have a pretty decent, have a pretty good offensive line. They've had a good offensive line for several years, but injuries have always come back to bite them in the butt. But the Eagles' defense seems to have stepped it up another notch. And the Eagles didn't have a lot of draft picks, but they did. They drafted wisely, and they got some solid players. They got AJ Brown with one of the with the with the draft pick. But to be honest with you, they got a, they they did a very good job as far as drafting one was concerned. They added a offensive lineman that is supposed to be the future at center. You went out and got a linebacker that that slid the draft because of injury concerns. You went and got him, and 
he's played he's played he's played fairly well for you to this point. Again, you went out and got a defensive tackle that you get from the University of Georgia too that you feel that was an up and coming defensive player that that you could throw that defensive line for the future. Again, the Eagles drafted well. And you know, and again the Eagles were surprised team last year. They made the playoffs, which a lot of people didn't a lot of people thought they were gonna be the worst team probably in, in the NFC East last year, but they ended up being a wild card team. A lot of people thought Dallas or maybe Washington was gonna be the team to beat last year in that division, but the Eagles surprised people. And the Eagles right the Eagles are I guess you could say the Eagles are cooking. Everything is in place. I mean Howard says actually like we said before, we haven't really talked about the running game much. And that was the best part of their offense last year. But now Jalen it's Jalen Hurts passing has been talked about more than anything else. Now, again, there's been an upgrade. You've got AJ Brown. Devontae Smith in his second year. You've got a good tight end Dallas Goddard. Quez, yeah, Quez Watkins is the new number three for the team, and we haven't really talked much about him. Again, you've got with Zach Pascal from the Colts that you got. I mean, they've got, again, there's a lot of depth to talk about with the team. We always talk about Miles Sanders. We hadn't really heard too much about Miles this year, but to me, with the, with the Eagles, it doesn't really matter who runs the football. They seem to, seem to run the ball when they need to run it. But the offensive line has always been, like I said, it's always been pretty consistent. It's just injuries have always killed this team on the offensive line. When the offensive line is healthy, it's one of the tops in the league. And right now, it is healthy. But for the Eagles, if the Eagles continue to play the way they're playing, and Jim Hurst continues to develop the way he's developed as far as the passing game goes, the sky's the limit for the Eagles. Now, I'm not going to sit here and buy the ship and say the Eagles are going to be 17-0 because that's not going to happen. That's a hard thing to go set. I mean, it's a hard thing to go. Montreal, the New England Patriots, they were the last team that did it throughout the preseason. I mean, the regular season. They won the play. They got to the Super Bowl and got upset by the Giants. Yeah, the Patriots were the last team that came as close as anybody to actually being absolutely perfect. And and to be honest with you, I'm sure the 72 Dolphins are probably are probably shaking their heads and figuring, nah, the Eagles not gonna be that team either. And they're absolutely right. The Eagles are gonna, every team's gonna have an off week. Now, whenever the Eagles have an off week, I don't know. Now the Eagles have a very interesting test this coming week. Now I know you're gonna laugh at me because it's a Jacksonville Jaguars and Doug Peterson. I know, and I know, but but be honest with you, Jacksonville's defense has played well. Now I don't now it's not to say that Jalen Hurts and company might not put points on the board against Jacksonville. But again, the Jacksonville defense against the Philadelphia defense has played well. So I don't think I really don't think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to score that much. Now, if I could predict, I would still take the Eagles over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I still am. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game than people give it credit for. But I'm not saying that Philadelphia can't score on Jacksonville. But to me, again, there's going to come a week, you know there's going to come a week, and there's going to come a time where somebody's going to step up to Philadelphia that week, and they're just going to beat them. Jalen Hurts, at some point in time, is going to have a bad game. A.J. Brown may drop a couple passes, or Devontae Smith may drop some passes. Or maybe, you know, the running game, maybe there'll be a little, little too many fumbles. 
Maybe there'll be an injury. I mean, Lord knows we're doing this in the NFL, injuries happen, and it seems like since it seems like every time I turn around, you've got an injury, you've got an injury going for for, for somebody, whether it's a uh, DeAndre Swift, a Dalvin Cook, a TJ Watt, uh, yeah, or whoever else is out there. I mean, it's every time you turn around, somebody is getting somebody is getting hurt. And that is that is a huge, huge concern, you know, for you know, for this, uh, you know. For the NFL, when you have your top players or your best players on that certain team getting hurt, it's 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 a huge concern. But for Philadelphia, anything is possible. No, I don't think they're seventeen. No, they're not going to go seventeen. No, but right now they are the best team in in the division at the division, maybe the best team in the conference. As not that to say, due time, I'm interested to see. To me. I think Philadelphia beats up on Dallas now against Green Bay. Green Bay doesn't have a bad defense. Doesn't have a bad defense really. Now another loss is Zaire Alexander, one of the better corners in the league. I think to an injury. I don't know how serious it is, but that's a concern. Now the Eagles' defense has improved. Now if the Eagles beat the beat the Packers, they have a very good chance of doing so. Now if we keep going down, can it be the Saints? Only they can be the Saints. Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay becomes interesting. Now, if, if Tom Brady gets Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Julio Jones healthy, I think it'll be interesting to see if Philadelphia can stop that. Now, again, the offensive line's been the biggest concern for them. Now, if you look at the Rams, what about the Rams? Well, I mean, the Rams to be, would still have a chance to beat the Eagles. Yes, I believe they would. I don't know if the 49ers. 49ers has a pretty decent defense. Jimmy Garoppolo's now gone back to being a quarterback now. But could the 49ers beat the Eagles? I mean, I'm not saying it's not impossible, but I like the Eagles better than the 49ers, at least it took a long time. Yeah, so you have to look back and say, well, maybe should I change my pick? Maybe I should have the Eagles and the Bills in the Super Bowl. I don't know if they'll go that far. I think the Eagles still, yes, they won the division, but I still feel they will. I think they could beat... One team, I think they can win one playoff game. Yes, absolutely, I believe they can. But I think it gets to be interesting. What if, yeah, what if Tampa Bay gets healthy? At least the receivers stay healthy. I don't think the offensive line will get 100% healthy for Tampa Bay this year. But can, yeah, I'm interested to see. Yeah, what about what about the Rams? The Rams have some, have some you know, problems on the offensive line as well. The running game, will it be Akers? Will it be Henderson? Yeah. But again, can the Rams take out the Eagles? Again, I think the Eagles can win a playoff game, absolutely. But I'm interested to see can they step can they step it up that much more? In time we'll in time we'll find out if, if they can do so. But as crazy as it sounds right now, the Philadelphia Eagles may be the best team, the best team in the NFC. Actually, some people have gone as far as to say they may be the number one ranked team as far as some people got are saying right now in the NFL. Some say they are the best team in the NFL right now. And I'm sure the city of brotherly love is feeling good right now. Maybe maybe for right now, Philadelphia, the Philadelphia fans might not, might not even be doing Santa Claus right now. Santa Claus has got to be feeling, feeling good about the city of Philadelphia right now. But we'll see. This is, yeah, we're going into week four against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's see if Doug Peterson and company can give Philadelphia uh, uh, fits. Let's see if they can hang with Philadelphia. 
I think they can, but I think Philadelphia still finds a way to come out and win. But it'll be interesting going further on down the road. Yeah, the rest of the matchups, and let's see, but let's see. Philadelphia right now is the best team in the division. We'll find out if they can continue to. We'll see if they will continue to be the best team in the NFC, or maybe they could be the best team in the NFL. But for right now, a lot of people feel they're the best team in the NFL, but can they keep that up? Yeah, for several more weeks. We'll find out in due time. You know, since injuries seem to be kind of a recurring theme in the NFL, let's talk about one team and one injury, and that's the uh, New England Patriots. And it seems they have now lost Mac Jones for an extended period of time with a sprained ankle. Now, Mac Jones came off of a game, I think, where he threw, what, three pit, where he threw three interceptions. Now, Minus the three interceptions, and take away three interceptions, obviously, Mac didn't look that bad as far as running the New England Patriots offense. Now, Brian Hoyer, I believe, will be the will be the starting quarterback moving forward. Now, we do not know how long Mac Jones will be out. They say he's going to be out for for several weeks. We don't know what several weeks really means. But again, the Patriots' offense was a concern going into the season because you had Matt Patricia who was a defensive coordinator for all of his pretty much mostly for pretty much all of his career went to the offensive side of the ball now now again you're talking about a cast of misfits that was the doing with Patriots their receiving core was a was a, a band of misfits there was actually a Devontae Parker sign Devontae Parker had a an excellent game this past week and I never understood why they didn't use Devontae Parker more I mean, if Devontae Parker is healthy, what he did in week three, he has the capability of doing that on a regular basis. I know you've got the Kendrick Board, the Nelson Aguilar's in the world. Um, yeah, but now with Hoyer stepping in, the running is going to be, you're going to have to rely more on Damian Harris and Stevenson, your top two running backs. I think you have to rely a lot more on them. And these are two gentlemen that can, I believe that can step up their game and, and play. The offensive line, it's not that bad. I wouldn't consider it a top offensive line, but it's a middle-of-the-pack offensive line. Now, a lot of people have confidence in buying Hoyer leading the way. Now, Hoyer's been his life for many, many years now. But, of course, Mac Jones, to me, is way better than Brian, Brian Hoyer. And to me, this is going to be a tough This is going to be a tough one for the Patriots to come back from. Now, Mac, I mean, granted, yes, Mac did throw for three interceptions, but... The biggest thing with Mac is I have seen improvement from Mac Jones. I've seen the maturity. I've seen where he's t- he took the offseason very seriously. He came to camp, you know, beefed up in excellent shape. He cut back on he cut back on the sweets. He, you know, he 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 started watching what he ate and he you know, he started taking it seriously. And his team has rallied around Mac Jones. They think he's a good leader. Bill Belichick feels that as well. So I mean, but it's 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 going to hurt the Patriots now. I didn't think the Patriots were going to make the playoffs anyway. I didn't think they were. The Patriots, I think, days of playoff runs are pretty much over with. I know the New England, the New England, the Boston area did not want me to didn't want me to say that, but the the Patriot dynasty is is over with. It was it was a it was one of the best dynasties in the history of sports. Maybe put it up there with the the Boston Celtics in their heyday. With the late great Bill Russell, you want to put that up there, or the, um, or maybe with the New York Yankees when you had the Babe Ruths and the 
Dude, Garrix and go further down the road, further down the road, we had maybe Reggie Jackson company and, and and stuff like that. You know, maybe the Yankees, but but to be honest with you, the Patriots dynasty is pretty much over with. And Bill Belichick, well, Belichick is not the same. To me, I don't think Belichick's the same coach that he once was. Again, Belichick had a lot of talent around him, and I think the talent is not there they were where it once was but again they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna you know to me I don't think the I don't think defenses are gonna fear Don Hoyer they might have given Mac Jones a little bit of respect maybe a little bit of respect I'm not saying they gave Matt a lot of respect but they gave uh, him a little bit of respect at least as far as the football goes I don't think the I think what's gonna come down to is Hoyer is um, is gonna have to step in for many many weeks and show something. I think Hoyer's going to struggle. And I know the third, their third string cornerback is Bailey Zappi from, uh, yeah, from Eastern Kentucky, I believe. He had set a bunch of uh, NCAA records. Uh, I think he threw, what, 60-some touchdown passes. He had some certain amount of touchdown passes. Broke, broke the record by a long shot. Um, a lot of people thought he had some, some people had him the second or third best quarterback in this, in this past year's draft. That's how some people really thought he was that good. Of course, he has ups and downs in preseason, but he is not ready for NFL. So I think it's going to be it's going to be the Brian Horner show. But for right now, yeah, they're going to have to rely a lot on the running game and the defense as well. And to me, it's 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 kind of a, it's a hard thing to watch, especially if you're being a Patriot fan, because you remember the the Tom the. The, the Tom Brady era, you know, all the great, the great players that came with the New England Patriots, and of course everybody has that thing. You know, was it was it Bill Belichick, or was it Tom? Was it Tom Brady? And a lot of people think that Tom Brady just kind of pulled away because Tom was going off. Tom was going off and won a Super Bowl by himself without Bill Belichick, which they, a lot of people feel that gave him the edge. Now again, you can make the comment that Brady had talent around him in Tampa Bay that got him to that title and that's a fair assessment to make now whether I want to put Bruce Arians as a good coach as good as a coach as Bill Belichick I don't know if I go that far with that but to me it's like if the Patriots are not, are not where they once were um, the dynasty I tell you the dynasty is over with and for the Patriots, that is a hard, it's a hard, hard thing to grasp. I know Patriot fans have got spoiled that, with that success. And it's, trust me, it's hard. If you're used to success for 20 years and then all of a sudden, it all comes crashing, it all comes crashing down all around you. But, again, yes, the Patriots are going to miss, are going to, are going to miss Mac Jones. He was respected by his teammates. Now, how long he's gone, we do not know. But I think Mac Jones had decent rapport with his with his receivers. Now, whether Hoyer can get that, I don't really know. But again, I'm interested to see what Brian Hoyer can do. Hoyer at one time, well, they started quarterback in, in this league. Might be very briefly, but he was. But for the Patriots, it's going to be a long, long season. Now, to me, they're not. They were not going to the regular season. I didn't think they were going to beat the. We're going to beat up on the Bills. I didn't think they really had a chance to hang with the Dolphins, really. Could they beat the Jets? Yeah, they could probably beat the Jets. But right now, 
I kind of had some issues with that. Because right now, because right now, I think the Jets could move the ball more on the offensive side. Offense. I think offensive Jets might be able to move the ball better than the Patriots right now because of they might be able to do that right now. Heck, I can make an argument the Jets might have maybe a slight edge in weaponry. I don't know. Maybe you can. I still think the Patriots have a better defense than the Jets. So I'll give you that. But for right now, certainly, I hope Mac, Mac the best, best. I hope he comes back and he, you know, he comes back at maybe some point this season. But for, for right now, the Patriots are, the Patriots, obviously, is pretty much dead and buried. I hate to say that. And Brian, it's, we've gotten to the point now, Brian Hoyer is the quarterback for the New England Patriots for the next several weeks. Um, certainly, I hope that uh, in due time, certainly, I hope in due time that Mac gets himself well and comes back. But for Patriot fans, it's going to be a long season for you. I know you remember you're so used to all these dynasty days. You got spoiled. And that's, that's understandable. But for right now, I hate to say it, it becomes very, it'll become very interesting the rest of the season. And I'm interested to see in the offseason what the Patriots do in the offseason. Could it be, could this be the final song for Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft? You know, that's, that's been talked about among experts. Could it be it? But for Mac Jones, but for Mac Jones, certainly wishing a speed recovery. But for the for the Patriot for the Patriot fans itself, I gotta give it to you. It's gonna be a long, long season. I guess for the very last thing we're talking about is we're we're not gonna talk about teams or anything right now. I want to talk about we're gonna talk about a little fancy football, but we're gonna bring up a subject. I want to bring up a subject that I've always found kind of funny, and I kind of want to put it out there, and I want to put a spin on it, and I want to see what people say. Now, I made a comment that I've been doing this for, this is my 34th year playing fantasy, fantasy sports in general. Whether it's baseball, football, and I've tried my hand at basketball, and I kind of suck at that. But, football has always been my, it's, it's, been, a, it's been my biggest thing the last, for last, well, for the last many years, I should say. Now, I wanted to, I kind of want to put this out there to my to my fantasy football, you know, compadres, I want to put it out there. I always found the, I always found this kind of funny. Have you ever, have you ever tried to make a trade with somebody, and you see a person, you see this particular player, it doesn't matter, it's a quarterback, running back, receiver, or whatever the case might be. You ever see where that person has that person sitting on the bench for like, for like five or six weeks in a row, and that person, that player is producing, is producing, but for some reason, they will not put them in their starting lineup. And then you start looking, you start looking, you start looking at that player, and you say to yourself, man, I need to get that guy. I can put him in my lineup. Maybe it'll help me take my team over the top. Or maybe, it'll, maybe for some reason, I can get a couple more wins. Maybe I can get my team into the playoffs. Or if you're playing for money, Maybe that team get in the playoffs and I can maybe get some money. And then when you go out when you go out and say, well, hey, what do you want from uh, what do you want for uh, Joe Blow? And the guy said, well, yeah, I'll trade you Joe Blow. And then you start looking at your team and say, what about if I give you this guy? And they they reject your deal. And then and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, after you go after that player, they put that guy in the line the, the following the following week. 
Now, trust me, I've done, and trust me, I've had that happen to me many, many times where I've gone after a guy that sat on somebody's bench and they don't play him for five or six weeks and all of a sudden you go after that guy. Man, I don't, I don't want your player for this guy. And, and all of a sudden they put him in the lineup and it's like, and it's like you just shake your head. It's like, dude, it's like you're like, you're like three or four weeks late in putting that player in. Now, granted, I don't, granted that player could take off and play, you know, maybe, maybe the player takes off and he plays well. And you sit there, you kind of it's like, well, darn it, I could have had this guy, but he puts him in a lineup. I, that's one thing. Maybe it's me, but always, that always bummed me out when somebody sits him on the bench for five or six weeks and you don't play the guy, and then all of a sudden you go after the guy, can't make a deal, and then that person says, well, man, maybe I should put, maybe I need to put that guy in the lineup. Yeah, and sometimes it takes, it takes something like that for, for that, for that, that owner of that player said, man, maybe I need to put him, I, I need to put that guy in my lineup. And that's one thing I've always shook my head on, I've never, and I've never understood, I've never understood that. But I, I wanted to put that out there. I wonder if you, I just wonder if any of the, uh, my fantasy football people have ever come into something, something like that. Because trust me, I've been there, been there, I've been there before on many, many, many occasions, you know, with, with that. Um, yeah. Now, I've been in many leagues, whether it's NFL.com, ESPN, Yahoo, or something like that. And another thing that kind of scratch my head and I bang my head on the wall is, is when somebody wants a player off of your team, and they'll give you the, I always call it the something for nothing deal. Is I've had guys that want, I want um, this, I want uh, Joe Blow he's, as, as a running back. And they will give you next to nothing. They'll give you uh, the uh, a fifth string running back and um, maybe a six a six uh, a six receiver off of their rock a six receiver off off of some team in exchange for your top running back. Have you ever? Yeah. Have you have you ever had that? You know, been there, done that, done that before. And I've been in leagues where there's kind of an old saying I had. There's an old saying I always had when you have. Uh, when somebody wants something, something for nothing, yeah. Trust me, I've been been there, done that. Where you've been, I've been laid for a player who wants something for nothing, and I've always had a, had a very interesting philosophy when I first started the first started the world of fantasy football, and I had a I had a cousin that I was in a league with, and he told me one day I try to make a, I try to make a deal, and he kind of shook his head at the deal. He said he he pulled me aside. He said. There's one thing you have to realize when you play when you play this. He said, if you make a trade, you have to give up something to get something. He says because if you don't do that, he says people are not going to make want to make deals with you. And I've always tried, I've always took that philosophy into consideration when I when I try to make deals. And and there are leagues where I do make deals, and I try to take that, that fact in consideration. And again, for fantasy football people, that is something that you need to take into consideration as well. If you're gonna make a trade, you gotta give up something to get something. I mean, you might want a running back, but maybe that, maybe the team trying to make a deal with he needs a receiver, and you might have to sacrifice a quality receiver to get that running back, and and that's something you know, and that's and that's something that you have to really take into consideration. Is is that again? 
I've always wondered, I just kind of wondered what you guys actually thought about that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have time for this episode. Please, please take care of yourselves, and I will certainly see you again very, very soon.